Praise God. You know, this is all preparation. We always have to be flexible. Amen. Amen. You know, back in the day when I first started, this would have really, it would have really ticked me off. (laughs) But now I'm like, eh, it's no big deal. You know, that's how you have to be in life. Eh, no big deal. Just throw it off like water off a duck's back, you know. Yeah, you got to be like that when when changes are necessary. Yeah. Said you have to be like that when changes are necessary. No no use getting yourself all worked up over something that, you know, someone else did or you can't change it. Just let it go and go. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Right? Yes. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 27. I'm going to kind of go over what we what I ministered on when we were at the park. Uh, this verse just kept coming to me today. Proverbs 24:27 says, Prepare your outside work. Make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward, build your house. Praise the Lord. I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified, Proverbs 24, 27. Put first things first. Prepare your work outside and get it ready for yourself in the field, and afterward, build your house and establish a home. You know, we're believing God for things. Maybe you're believing God to get into things. But you can't get into those things if you don't prepare for them. That's right. Even if the Lord gives you a word. I've got a word. I'm going to have increase. Okay, how are you preparing for it? Come on. Are you putting first things first? Because it, the Bible says here, prepare your work outside. Get your, get your field all ready. Yes. Get it ready. Then go build your house. Yeah. Right? So you can't. You don't want to go build your house if you don't have the field ready. Right. Have you ever seen those? Um, I don't know what they call that when they go and they they create a pad. They call it the pad for the. House. They're going to build a house yeah, and they bring this big. I don't know what it's called, bulldozer of some sort. Yeah. Kind of fl- flattens it all out yeah. and creates this big area to build a house. You've got to have the preparation before you build something. Yes. Amen. Why? If there's no preparation, you're going to have weeds. Who knows what kind of house you're going to have. It's going to be all upside, you know, all shaky, not even. Right? Praise the Lord. So today I'm going to, we're going to talk about that. But uh, I want you to turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. It's so important to prepare yourself. When God gives you a word, prepare. Make plans. I said make plans. You don't let life happen to you. You make your life happen. What am I doing to make my life happen? With the word now, not your own plans, but with God's plans. Because God has a plan for everybody's life. Amen. But he'll put things in your heart. He'll put put a business idea. I said he'll put a business idea. I said he'll put a business idea. Come on, River Church. Businesses. You know, almost every time someone comes, they... Businesses. Businesses. Pastor Marks and I were praying the other day. Lord, whoever's supposed to start those businesses, they're starting them. Getting the courage. Amen. I said he's putting businesses, right? Praise God. But you've got to start preparing for it. If you get something in your heart, you're like, eh, I can never do that. Well, I guess you could never do that. But if you say, I realize God put that in my heart. He wants to bring a supply to me. He wants to bring a supply to my family. He wants me to be able to bring a supply to my church, to build the kingdom of God. You know, everything God puts in your hands, everything uh, financially increase, it's all to bless you. But it's also to, it's not to stay, it's not to just come to you. It's to come to you to go through you. 
so that it goes through you to be a blessing to others. Don't you just love to bless others? It's fun. It's fun. That's, that's, that's God kind of living when you can bless someone else. Come on. You guys know, you guys, a lot of you sent kids to, to go to Merced. I mean, you're awesome. Amen. First Peter 5, 8. Be alert. I'm reading out of the good news. Be on watch. Your enemy, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Be firm in your faith and resist him because you know that other believers in all the world are going through the same kind of sufferings. Come on. The devil roams around like a roaring lion. But as I was getting ready, I, it's like I saw this. He's roaming, right? But you know that you could get onto the devil's territory? Or you can stay on God's territory. When you get out of love, you're in the devil's territory. doesn't matter how much faith you have when you're not walking in love. I have a lot of faith, Pastor. Yeah, but you're not walking in love. You're in the devil's land over there. I, I got to get over in love land. Love land. Right? That's where Marcus is at. That's, okay, Marcus said that, Pastor Marcus said that's where he's at, in love land. Okay? Because I'm in love land. I live in love land. I'm not in, in the devil's town. See, whose territory are you in? Come on. Praise the Lord. Because, yeah. see, God's trying to get things to you. He's yeah. giving you ideas. Yeah. Pastor Marcus has been talking about faith, right? And you're like, man, your heart's getting built up. You've set some goals. Maybe you've set some goals for your life, yeah. for your marriage, for your finances. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get out of debt this year. Yeah, but you're not walking in love. Uh-oh. You're over in devil territory. you got to get back in love land. So you're like, man, I don't know. I've been believing God for my healing. But, you know, it's not happened yet because you're over in the devil's territory. You're not walking in love. You're thinking wrong thoughts about people. They don't like me. That's not walking in love. Who cares if they like you or not? Doesn't matter. Guess what? Guess what? Some people are going to like you. Some people aren't. But you just got to run your race and run it with joy. And you have to love everyone if you want the blessings of the Lord if you want God's you know favor his blessings to flow in your life amen you want your prayers to work I said you want your prayers to work you want those things to come to pass on your saying list got to stay in love because the devil wants to uh, devour you and then he wants you to devour other people his presence comes on the scene because you're not walking, you know, when he, he, he's always going to give you an opportunity. Come over here. Just, just yell at them. Just think a bad thought. Just, just you know, just cuss them out. You know, just, just tell them what's on your mind. Just give them a piece of your mind. He's always tempting, you know, but sometimes he really doesn't have to tempt too much because your flesh is not under control like it should be. The more you yield two things, the easier it is. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty soon you don't even know you're yielding. You're just doing it. Come on. Did you hear me? Yeah. But if you'll start yielding to the Spirit and walking in self-control, yeah. stay. That's, called, that's the life of the Spirit. You're flowing out of your Spirit. You're not allowing your flesh to rule you, to dominate you. Yeah. But if you'll stay in, your, in the Spirit stay realm, in the spirit. Yeah. then your Spirit's going to dominate your flesh. Yeah. Right? 
bad flesh. You got to bad flesh down. You know, when your flesh wants it, you just go down flesh. You know, like that dog. Get down. You tell your flesh, get down. You're not going to think that way. Yeah. You're a new creature in Christ. You're not going to say that to them. What are you thinking those thoughts for? That was the old you. Yeah. Yeah. You're a new creature in Christ. Those things are passed away. You know, you have to talk to yourself. I said, you got to talk to yourself, River Church. The Bible says you're a new creature in Christ. That's the old man. I'm a new creature in Christ. I walk in love. Love doesn't think like that. Love doesn't think those kind of thoughts. I'm getting out of the devil's territory. I'm getting into love land. That's where God lives. It's his kingdom. Amen. Because you don't want the devil to devour you. So it doesn't matter how much faith you have if you're not walking in love. Amen. Now, okay, Pastor, I'm ready. I, I know I need to work on love. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to walk in love. Wait, what's your plan? Because we all have these things we say. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to start tithing. I'm going to be nice to my spouse. Yeah, how are you going to start doing that? Do you have a plan? You know, because I can tell Pastor Marcus for 20 years, I'm going nice, to be nice to you. I'm going to do something extra special for you. But if I never do it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right? I have to prepare. I have to make a plan to do it. What's my plan? Get up. I'm going to give him a kiss before I leave for work. I'm going to give him a kiss when, before I go to bed. I'm going to scratch his back because he likes that. I, we're never going to go to bed angry. See, we got a plan. We're going to read First Corinthians. I'm going to read First Corinthians 13 every day. That's my plan to walk in love. See, I wrote down my plan. You have to, you know, the Bible says, write the vision, make it plain. Amen. This is what the Lord told me. I got in my spirit. I woke up to it. You want to increase? You know, every time Pastor Nancy comes, she always says this. God has so much more for you, more for this church. The Lord said, you want to increase? Increase your love for me and two people. Your increase is directly related to your love for God, but not just your love for God, your love towards people. Yeah. All people. Even the ones that you don't click with. Even the ones that get on your nerves. All people. If you want increase, because the minute you get out of love, you stop the flow of increase. The minute you get out of love, you're in sin. Praise the Lord, Pastor, I'm going to run around the building now. It's an old evangelist from the 1800s said this. His name's Henry Drummond. You will give yourself to many things. Give yourself first to love. That's good. Amen. You will give yourself to many things. Give yourself first to love. Yeah. Amen. If we want to move into more faith, we have to walk in love. If we want to move into more miracles, we have to walk in love. If we want to move into more prosperity, we have to walk in love. Come on. Love's foundational. Love, God is love. God is love. You can't move into more of what God has for you if you're not walking in love, walking in God. If you want to move into healing, you have to walk in love. If the tank is empty and there's no love, it won't matter if you have the key of faith to the car because you're not going anywhere. I got the key. I got faith. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah, but your tank's empty. There's no love in there. Where's the love? Where'd it go? When you become born again and you ask Jesus into your heart, the Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. So it's already there. It's already there. Praise the Lord. 
That's already, I was watching one of your videos the other day, Anthony and Marcy's videos. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Something with chips, and they were doing a little thing with, I didn't even know they did those videos. I'm never hardly on Facebook. I think this was like a couple months ago. I was watching their video. I'm like, this is so cute. And I love, I saw Anthony and Marcy, and they were going back and forth on which one they were going to do. And Anthony was saying, let's do this one first. Let's do this one first. Marcy's like, no, let's do this one first. And Anthony said, and I thought, here I'm watching siblings, you know. I'm like, this guy, no, I'm going to watch this. Let's see what happens. But I love, Anthony's like, okay, we'll do yours first. That's love. He totally preferred her. Good job, Anthony. I'm just like, I was like, you know, it's so easy if you'll just start yielding to it. Okay, we'll do it your way. Okay, we'll do that. And I was like, Anthony, you made that look so easy. Wow, for a young kid to walk in love like that. But that love is already on the inside of you. And the more you yield to it, the easier it is. But if, the, if you yield to being combative, strife, thinking wrong thoughts, yeah. you got to catch those thoughts. Yeah. Then uh, you're going to tend to lean that way. Yeah. You're going to have a hard time. So when the wrong thoughts come, you go, no, 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 that was not, that's not me. Love of God's in me. I'm yielding to love. Yeah. Amen? If you want to walk in the God kind of love, you have to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So tonight I'm going to use the, the goal of love. But you can use this for anything. That, let's say, you know, whatever. You want to start a business. You want to, um, I don't know, start doing something new in your life. Go to school, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, whatever you want to do. You can use these steps. Amen. But I'm going to use the step of I want to increase in love. Amen. Amen. So we make our life happen with our saying and our doing. Okay? What you want to happen, what you make happen are two different things. People say they want things. I want a business. I want a happy marriage. I want to be successful in my relationship. I really want a deeper relationship with God. Right? I really want to lose some weight. Ouch. But what are they doing today to reach that goal? Yeah. Right? Because a lot of people say things. People say all kinds of things. It's not what you say, it's what you do. Doesn't matter if you tell people you love God. It's what you do. It's what you do. Did you hear me? Yeah. Doesn't matter. You giving them dirty looks every time you see him? Yeah. You running the other way every time you see him? <laughs> now there's some people, kids, you ought to run away from. Because they want to take you down the wrong path. Come on now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, people that half the time people don't even know what they did to you. They don't think they did anything. Yeah. Right? Maybe you just took it wrong. Maybe they had a hard day. Do you know how many people have hard days? They don't have Jesus, most of them. You have God. We have his love on the inside of us. We have no excuse to act in any other way but to act in love. Come on. Hallelujah. So if we do nothing, if we don't make any plans, I want to increase in love. If I don't make a plan for it, it's not going to happen. We have to order our own lives, amen? Your life today is a result of what you did or didn't do yesterday. The condition of your finances, your relationship, your house, home, whether good or bad, it's a result of what you did or didn't do yesterday. How you think today is a result of what you fed on yesterday. What did you listen to? Who were you talking to? Who were you allowing to give voice in your life? Come on. What thoughts did you take authority over? What thoughts did you let just slip on in? What have you been thinking about for the last three days that you should have taken authority over, but you didn't? Oh, yeah, I guess I should take authority over that. That's a wrong thought. That's right. 
Devil, that's not my thought. You stinking liar. I'm a child of God. I refuse that thought. And then you answer it back with the word. I always tell the devil he's a liar. I know you're a liar. That's a lie. It's not even true. Everything he says is a lie. He's the father of lies. Don't let him lie to you. About you or about anybody else. Did you hear me? Don't let him lie to you about you. Because first he's going to try to hit you over the head. The Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. He's going to accuse. He'll accuse you. He'll accuse other people to you. Tell you how bad they are. Why do they always do that? How come they never smile at me? I don't know. Every time I try to text them, they never text me back. I hit like on their stuff. They never hit like on mine. <laughs> wrong thoughts. Yeah. Thinking wrong. Yeah. I always see them on Facebook. They never look. They never put heart on my stuff. <laughs> Out of love. <laughs> Out of love. Thinking wrong. What's the enemy trying to do? He's giving you those thoughts. He's trying to breed division. He wants you to come over here. Come over here. It's not like he's roaring around and he can take you out. He's got to tempt you. He has to tempt you. And he tempts you with wrong thoughts. Praise the Lord. So if we want to have success, we have to make it happen. Amen. We do it with God's help. Praise the Lord. Following his word. So if I'm going to use the love walk, he says, I need you to get a certain, to a certain point in your love walk. It's not just going to happen, right? Because the devil's not going to let things happen. Once you start making plans to succeed, plans for increase, plans for that business, plans to walk in love, I'm going to have a good marriage. He's not going to just let it happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you start reading your Bible. And that's when the Lord starts talking to you. Yeah. Right? So I was here, I'm reading. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. Praise the Lord. Say, I'm walking in love. I'm walking love in is love. my foundation. Love is my foundation. I love love. love, love. I'm a love person. person. Love's on the inside of me. And I yield to love because I'm yielded to God. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. I'm going to read out the Amplified. I pray that your love may abound yet more and more. You know you can have more and more love and extend to its fullest development in knowledge and keen insight. That your love may display itself. You know, your love is shown or not shown. Praise the Lord. You could give a simple smile to people. Just show them you love them. Praise the Lord. Even if you don't, do it by faith. (laughs) Good morning. Good to see you. Show some love. You wonder why no one says anything to you? What seeds are you sowing? Are you sowing love every time you see people? Or there's only certain people? I, I I only say hi to certain people. And you wonder why no one smiles at you. No one says good morning to you. Come on. Everything we do is a seed. Yeah, it's true. You're going to reap. Whether good or bad. It may not even be from that person. It could be from someone else. But you will reap. Amen. So that you may surely learn to sense what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent. What's vital? Love is vital. Love is vital. Come on. Praise the Lord. So how am I going to increase in love? Right? Any goals I have for myself, my marriage, my business, my wife, my, my spouse, the plan of God, I have, to have, I have to have a goal, right? Praise the Lord. Number one, find out what the word says about your goal. I'm talking about now my goal. I'm talking about love tonight, but you can put anything here. Your business, your marriage. Find out what the word says about it. Amen? So love 
You all know what the love chapter is? What's the love chapter? 1 Corinthians 13. I thought I brought my book, but I don't see it. Is, do I have a book right there? No. I think I forgot my book. The Mark Hankins one I had. I didn't. Okay, well, I'm going to read it to you. Out of, praise the Lord, 1 Corinthians 13. This is the love chapter. Say the love chapter. So whenever you get mad at your spouse, go open your Bible. I walk in love. I'm going to walk in love. Because this, this is, it shows you what love is. Because the world has their own definition of love. I said the world has their own definition of love. You love me, I'll love you. You be nice to me, I'll be nice to you. You smile at me, I'll smile at you. You do for me, I'll do for you. It's conditional on what you can do for it. It's selfish. It's not the God kind of love. Right? Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 through 8 tells you what love is. I'm going to read out the Amplified. Love endures long. Love endures. Love can last. Outlast anything. Devil tell you, you can't handle this. You can't do this anymore. Yes, I can. I have love on inside of me, and it endures. It can outlast anything. But he's been doing that to you for 20 years. I can endure. They never change. I can endure. I can outlast. I'm staying in love. Amen. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Say patient. It can wait. It can wait. Love is patient. It waits. It's not in a hurry. It's not irritated while it's waiting in line. Tapping. It's not complaining. That's not being patient. Even standing there. You know, some people don't sigh anything, say anything. They just sigh and huff and puff. Just because you don't say anything doesn't mean you're in love. Because you could be thinking wrong thoughts. You're... And on the inside, you're all, it's like this little storm. It's like raging inside you. You're trying to smile. But you're not, you're not in love. You know, here we go again. You know, love is patient. I love what one version said, graceful under pressure. Graceful under pressure. So even if you're waiting a long time, love can wait. I said love can wait. It's kind. It's kind. It's kind to others. I think sometimes we forget kindness. Yeah, kind. Sweet. Amen. Praise God. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. Love's not jealous. Love's happy for other people when they get something. Love's not envious. I want pastor always has to use that person. What about me? Or why that person they always have why do they always have nice clothes, you know. I don't know why my boss always has to give that person the raise. I've been here longer. Mm-hmm. Right? Love's not jealous. Doesn't get envious. Come on, rejoices with others. Amen. It's not boastful. Look what I did. If it wasn't for me, this place will go under. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm anointed. I got an anointing on my life for that. That's why it goes so good with when I'm in there. Because I'm anointed. What are you boasting about? If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't have nothing. Amen. 
Love does not boast. Look what I did. Look what I got. I, 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 I. And did you see my 20 selfies? <laughs> just saying. I probably shouldn't say just saying because people say that and they just say whatever they want. But it's all about you. I, I, I. And we can all, we can all get into that place. Not, it's, not like, it's not like none of us have ever been in any of these places. We've all done things like that. If it wasn't for me, I don't know where my spouse would be today. I'm just, you got to be careful what you think, you know. Because there's a, there's a great, you should be grace, gracious. Gracious. You're not talking about yourself. It's not always about you. The world doesn't revolve around you. Your family doesn't revolve around you. If, we, if I want to go, then we're all going. But if I don't want to go, we're not going. So the whole thing revolves around you then? What about everybody else in your family? Maybe they all want to go to a different restaurant, but you always want to go to this one. Who's yielding to who? Right? Come on. Praise the Lord. Does not display itself haughtily. Is not conceited, arrogant, inflated with pride. It is not rude. Does not act unbecomingly. God's love in us does not insist on its own rights. It's my way or the highway. If mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. That's not in the scriptures. So you can't say that to your spouse. If I'm happy, ain't nobody happy. Oh, so you're going to make everyone miserable? Oh, so again, it's all about you. That's not love. Because love is never about you. Love is always about others. Love always prefers others. Where do you want to go eat? Oh, you want to put that there? Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. 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 Prefers others. Doesn't always have to have. No, that's, I don't want it that way. I want it this way. Yeah. No, love prefers. Love prefers. Where do you want it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, we can put it there. That's fine. You want to do it that way? Sure, let's do it that way. Right? Yeah. Amen. Doesn't insist on its own ways. It's not self-seeking, not touchy. Man, they looked at me funny. They didn't even shake my hand. They walked right past me. I tried to say hi, and they, they ignored me. Right? Touchy. Every time he comes in this house, you got to, he's always got to sit down on the couch and watch TV. Doesn't even get up and help me cook dinner. Doesn't even help me with the kids. Listen, he's been, he's been working all day. For the last three days today, no, yesterday, my AC got turned on at work. I was in a place with no air conditioning, going in and out, in and out. Had construction workers working. I'm like, dear Lord Jesus, help them, because it was so hot. By the time I got home, I was exhausted. Have mercy. Be gracious to those, your spouses, who are working outside, even if they're going in and out, even if it's cold. They're still working all day. They're still working with people that may not be very agreeable. One thing I learned when I was, we, knew, we got married, when your spouse comes home, man or woman, whoever's working, you let them sit. Yeah. You don't go, okay, I got all these things I got to tell you. I got to tell you what Joey did today. And then, and then the teacher called. And then, and then uh, uh, Mary threw up on the couch. And then the dog got sick. And he almost got run over by a car. And you're saying all this stuff. And they're like, wait, I just got off work. Yeah. 
right? Because, you know, I've been at home all day with the kids. I need to talk to an adult, <laughs> right? Or, or you've been by yourself, whatever. So when you first get married, when you're married, when they come home, just let them sit for a minute. Let them, you know. Pastor Marcus and I, we'd keep come home, and then we'd, we'd have, I'd, I was making dinner. I wasn't showing up all ratty-tatty when he'd come home. Curlers in my hair. Still in my PJs. Wearing my house slippers. Listen, when he was out there working, there were going to be women there. I didn't want him to come home and see me all a mess. I mean, come on. I mean, got to think about it. You know, all of a sudden you got married now, so you don't have to put out your makeup on, on anymore. You don't have to do your hair. You stop wearing deodorant. What happened? <laughs> stop shaving legs. Men, you stop taking showers. Come on. You stop. You stop shaving. Or what's up? I know beards are like in, so that's cool. <laughs> you know, you stopped ironing your clothes all of a sudden because now you're married. You know, you stop doing those nice, sweet things you used to do, right? Come on, we can get lazy. Yeah. Married couples, we can get lazy. Yeah. You know, well, he should love me the way I am. You haven't brushed your teeth in two days. You know what I mean? I'm like, come on. You know, he didn't know how hard it is being at home with those kids. I'm going to tell you men something. Let me just say. Being at home with kids, it's easier to go to work in the natural. If you don't, it, it can be easier to go to work. I've talked to women who wanted to go back to work because they didn't want to stay home with their kids. Because it was, they told me, it's too hard staying home with, at home with my kids. It's too much work. I want to go back to work. But when you do it God's way, sweet and easy, right? But men, well, they've been at home all day with the kids. They didn't have to do anything. Listen, they were with the kids. It's a never-ending job. It's a glorious job. But they're working just as hard as you. If you're going to do, you know, well, I did this and you did that and you did that and I didn't do that. Why didn't you do I was doing all this. No, don't even go there. Don't start keeping track or you're going to make yourselves miserable and you're going to be resentful of each other. Because you weren't in his shoes. He wasn't in your shoes. So both of you, when you come home, just be appreciative. Man, you're such a good mom. I bet you you had a great day today. Yeah. And when your husband comes home, you're such a good husband. Thank you so much for going to work, providing for the family. I appreciate that. Sit down. Put your feet up. Let me go get you some dinner. Right? I didn't ask Pastor Mark, you going to make dinner tonight? Uh-huh. When, I, when he got home. I didn't ask him to make dinner. I was home all day. If I couldn't do anything, I could put something in the crock pot. My goodness. Come on, women. Order your life. Don't have, a, don't have excuses. Your husband been working, been around other people. Then he comes home. You laying on the couch <laughs> in your robe. <laughs> now, if you're fighting symptoms, but you know, every day, take care of yourself, just like you did before you got married. Take care of yourself. I said, take care of yourself. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're gonna move on. I don't know how we kind of got off in that. How am I gonna increase in love? That'll, that'll, yeah. You want to add to the love life. Yeah. You want to be able to celebrate your marriage more often? Do you know what I'm laying down there? Okay. So, um, order your life, right? Praise the Lord. It's important to order your day. We'll just go to that. Praise the Lord. Here we go. Order your day. Make a plan for your day. 
What we do every day determines what kind of end we will have. We can't live life out of order. Yeah. No one's going to order your life for you, but you. It's right. Come on. What kind of life do you want to have? Set some goals for yourself and then order each day. We have to prepare today for where we are headed. You want a good marriage? Prepare for it. You want to walk in love? Prepare for it. Order your day. Amen? Come on. It takes a different kind of preparation if you want some success. You want to see increase in your life, an increase of love in your marriage, a deeper relationship with God. It takes preparation, right? It's so easy to run around and tend to things instead of designing our day. If you only deal with what shows up, you aren't pressing towards your purpose. What will show you want to know what's going to show up? Distractions and tasks that you have to do if you don't order your day. Before tomorrow shows up, prepare. What will I do tomorrow to reach that goal? What will I do tomorrow to walk more in love? What will I do tomorrow to deepen my relationship with God? To, to, to get to know Him more. What will I do? No matter where we are, God has further for us to go. There's always further to go, but we have to be prepared to go further. So I'm going to order my day. If you can't order your day, you won't order your life. Mm -hmm. If you sit around, your days are just going to pass by. Look where we are. We're in August. Half of the year is gone. I feel like it just started. I feel like we just ended 2020. We are over halfway through this year. If you don't order your day, you won't order your life. Order your days. Amen? Amen. Praise God. If we don't, the natural arena will come and steal our attention. By ordering our day, Pastor Nancy said this, I love this, we gain mastery. Create a plan for your day so the first things get your attention. So order your day. What are you going to do? Don't just let your day happen. Praise the Lord. Come on. Write the vision down. Make it plain. Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3, that he may run who reads it. That's why we have a saying list. We write it down. Why? So when we can, we can see it. You know? There, I told this story during prayer, but there was a, 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 oh, actually, I don't know if I told this story. There was a man who got really sick. And I think he was a young man, and I, don't, I think he was an athlete or something. But anyway, he was in the hospital, and his body, he had lost, I think, weight, and he was very sick, and I think he was on the verge of, like, dying. And he said, get me a picture of what I used to look like and put it right in front of my bed. Wow. So they got this big picture, and they posted it up there of him. Mm-hmm. So every time he woke up, he could see he could see the end result. Wow. He could see. So you have to see yourself successful. You have to see uh, yourself healed. Yeah. You have to see your marriage good. Yeah. But how do you do that? You have to get in the Word and find out what the Word says. Mm-hmm. And then you put that vision down. You write it down. You put a picture up. And, you know, sometimes I know one year we did vision boards. I still have some of those things. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, praise God, got met. But I had a vision. I saw it every day. I'd look at it. I was putting on my makeup. Thank you, Jesus. Those things. I have that. I have that. I have that. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, The love of Christ constrains us. Yes. Anytime you get out of love, guess what you can do? Get right back in real fast. Mm-hmm. Remember, love is foundational. You can set all these goals, but if you're, if, what, what, what someone, I heard someone say, uh, you can pray in tongues, but you sure are a meanie. 
You know, we don't want to do, we don't want to be that person. Yeah. You don't want to be that person. They, yeah. Yeah, I could pray in tongues. Yeah, but you're mean. Yeah. 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 They should know you by your love. Yeah. Coworkers should know you by your love. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get that for you. Let me do that for you. You know, you're at work and you're sitting down and everyone else is working. That's not being a good team player. Mm-hmm. People are going to start getting resentful real fast. Yeah. Or... You get a task and you ta- you hand it off to someone else. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? Uh-oh. Pretty soon you're, you're sitting down drinking your soda. <laughs> I love my job. This is a great yeah, job. Yeah. I don't know what everyone else going to think about you. You're handing off all your tasks to them. You're delegating everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, if you're, de- if you're the manager, I guess you would do that. But, you know, you still wouldn't be sitting down no, drinking you your would. soda. No. That's right. You won't be a manager very long. That's right. You won't be a manager very long. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Always turn to Jesus first thing in the morning. Always put God first. Amen. Amen. Whatever goals you have, always put God first. Yeah. That's how you're going to stay in love. That's how you're going to stay in the love of God. Yeah. But that's how order will be brought to your life is by putting him first. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on. When you put your relationship with him first, your time is redeemed. Yeah. You know, there have been times in the past I didn't go to the Lord first, and I had this to-do list. And guess what? I never got any of it done. And then there were times where I, I put Jesus first. First thing in the morning, I had this to-do list. And I'm like, how did I get all that done? Because I put him first. Yeah. Same thing with your giving. Yeah. You put God first with your money. How did I get all those bills paid off? How about, why did that check come? Or even like no, here's a weird thing. No extra money that you know of came in, but everything got paid. Even other things that you didn't think were going to get paid. I mean, has that ever happened to you guys? That's happened to us multiple times. Multiple times because we, we tithed. Yeah. When you put God first, it's like he redeems your time. Sure does. He redeems your finances. You put him first in those things, all of a sudden you've got, you don't know how it happened, but it just did. Even if like nothing extra came in on a paycheck, didn't get a check in the mail, like you got the same amount last month as you did this month, but this month you tithed the next and you were consistent tithe. All of a sudden I'm like, how did that happen? I no money extra. I remember a couple times I'm like, how did that happen? We didn't have any extra money. We are tithers. It's supernatural. Yeah. It's a miracle. Yeah. It is. It's a miracle. I mean, it works. I'm just saying. Talk to anybody who tithes. It works. Same thing with your time. When you put God first, he redeems your time. Like, how did I get all that done? Because you spent time with him. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you, it's true. Whether you believe it or not. Praise the Lord. Seek him first, Matthew 6, and all these things will be added unto you. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to get in the word. I like to listen to the word in the morning. and read my Bible. My hair up, blow, my, blow dry my hair upside down. Yeah. I, so I put my Bible on the floor. I'm like, oh, that's a good scripture. You know, I, was, you know, I try to read. But I like to read at night, but in the yeah. morning, read a little something. Yeah. And uh, I got to get in the word. Why? Because I want to live life out of the word and spirit. Yeah. Out of the word first, mm-hmm. right? And then out of my spirit, not my flesh. So anytime there's lack in any area, I know I got to go to the word. Get more word. Is there lack in my finances? I got to get more word on prosperity. Is there lack in my body? I'm suffering, have symptoms. I got to get more word. But make sure love is, love is key to all these things. You can go get, I got to go get more word on finances. Yeah, but you're not walking in love. It doesn't matter. It's not going to work. I got to get more, more word on healing. Yeah, but you're not walking in love. It's not gonna work. You're in the devil's territory. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Come on. For your faith to work, you have to have love. Amen. I'm gonna give you some quotes from about love, and then we're gonna close. Mark Hankins. You can't grow in God 
without growing in love. You can't grow in God without growing in love. If you want to go deeper with God, you got to increase in love. You can't grow in God without growing in love. Pastor Nancy said this one. You have to not take things personally if you want to be promoted. If you take things personally, that will give you something to get over. I don't need anything to have to get over. I don't want someone to gossip and tell me what someone else did. I don't want to have to get over that. Now you, you poisoned me with your gossip. You told me something bad about someone. You told me something bad that they said. Now I got to try and get over that because I want to think right about them. Now I got to think right about you for gossiping. Now you gave me something, two things to get over. I thought you were serving in the church. I thought you were a servant of God. You have to not take things personally if you want to get promoted. If you take things personally, it will give you something to get over. Praise the Lord. Kenneth Hagin, anytime you're feeling mistreated, here's my favorite quote, man. I tell you, this set me free. Man, set me free. Anytime you're feeling mistreated, you know the devil's working on you. I can't believe they did that. Up, oh, feeling mistreated. I can't believe they said, up, oh, feeling mistreated. That's the devil. I've even said, devil, you better stop, but you're not working on me. I answer back. I answer back. Anytime you're feeling mistreated, you know the devil's working on you. Ooh. Mark Hank had said this to Sophia. If you're not excellent in love, it won't matter that you're excellent in every other area. Well, I'm excellent in this. I do this excellent. I do this. I do, yeah, but if you're not excellent in love, it won't matter. Yeah. Come on. Hmm. Pastor Nancy said this. If you're going to obey God, you're going to have to go against your flesh. Yeah. And if you don't go against your flesh, this is so good, you will always have less than what God has for you. Your flesh is going to want to get angry. Your flesh is going to want to say the wrong thing, think the wrong thing, get upset, get mad, fight back. Give them a piece of your mind. Tell them what you think, what they did wrong, how they hurt your feelings. Love doesn't even notice. Come on. There are many times I said, I don't even notice, Lord. I don't even notice. And then I say, Philippians 4. 13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives The devil tells you it's too hard. You can't walk in love. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do it. The love of God's in you. The love of God is in you. Not a regular love on the inside of you. You have God's love in you. You can do it. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Love is foundational. So as you make your plans, whatever God's put in your heart, your business, or you're believing God for healing. You want increase in your life. Finances. What's foundational? Love. Love. Amen. Love. Love is foundational. Love is the fuel to your faith. It's the fuel to your faith. If things aren't working, Kenneth Hagin used to say, I check my love walk. Mm. You know he never had a headache in like over 50 years. <laughs> Can you imagine that? 
never even having a headache. He, he walked in love. He thought right. Yeah. I'm sure the enemy would come. I'm sure he had to say, uh-uh, I'm not taking that thought. He resisted it. Just because the thought comes doesn't mean you have to take it. Yeah. Just resist it with your words. Yeah. Amen? Amen? We're increasing in love. Yeah. Why? Because we're going to increase in other areas. Yeah. We're going to think right. Yes. We're going to do right. We read our Bible, not just, we come to church, not just to, that felt so good, I'm so glad, now you, and then you go back to your normal life. Yeah. It's, so, it's to do those things. It's to put them in practice. Mm-hmm. Man, God has so much for us. Yes. And love is foundational. Amen. Yes. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Yay! We're done and you did so good. We love you all. Don't forget Sunday, 10 a.m., our communion service. Amen. And before you leave, tell someone, I love you. God loves you. I'm walking in love.